0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Sports Headquarters Podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Luke Wanch.
1: And I'm Tyler Smith, and today we have a special guest, my sister, Lauren Smith.
2: Hello, I'm Lauren Smith, and thank you for having me.
0: Yep, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA awards, including... Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and MVP. And all of these are being judged from the the regular season, the regular season before the bubble started. So, let's get started on that. So we'll start off with Six Man of the Year award, and the NBA's three finalists for that are uh, is Montrezl Harrell from the Clippers, Lou Williams from the Clippers and Dennis Schroeder from the OKC Thunder. Tyler, what's your opinion on this one?
1: You know, I gotta go with Dennis Schroeder on this one. He's averaging almost 19 points a game. I think backing up Chris Paul, that's just really, really good. And to to be contributing to the team like that, backing up an all-star point guard like Chris Paul and still scoring 18.9 points a game, I think that's just... That's really good, and that's why I think Dennis Schroeder should win. How about you, Lauren?
2: Um, I think I have to agree with you on this one. I think that Dennis Schroeder is going to win this one. Lou Williams, Macho Serro, I give them a ton of credit. They are both have been really good 6 men for the past couple of years. They still are, but I believe that Dennis Schroeder is going to win this year because he is a really good skilled offensive and defensive player. He's there when you need him to score, and he's also there when you need him to play defense, and he's backing up a star point guard, Chris Paul, and he's doing a great job averaging almost 19 points, which is really good, as you said, and that's why I think Dennis Schroeder is going to win. How about you, Luke?
0: Well, we have three really good six men from this year, Montrez, Harrell, Lou Williams, and Dennis Schroeder. So they have all been playing really good this season, some of their best basketball. But I got to agree with you guys on this one. Dennis Schroeder, I think, is going to have the edge over these two because, like you said, he's averaging almost 19 points per game. Coming off the bench, and that is very impressive. For a player. And he's just been so good this season and has contributed to their winnings. But it's really hard to go against Lou Williams on this one. He's won lots of other Six Man of the Year awards. But I think that Dennis Schroeder's going to win this one. Yeah, I, I think that he'll get this one. So next up, we have Defensive Player of the Year. And the finalist for this one. Is Rudy Gobert from the Jazz, Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks, and Anthony Davis from the Lakers? Lauren, how about you get us started on this one?
2: All right, so this is a tough one. Rudy Gobert. Let's start with him. He is a great defensive player. I just don't think he can guard like Giannis and uh, Anthony Davis because Ru- Rudy Gobert's a pure paint defender and. He's just a rim protector, so I'm going to eliminate him. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is an elite defender. He can guard the perimeter. He will not let you take a jump shot or a perimeter shot. He's also a pretty good paint defender, but here Anthony Davis tops him as a rim protector and a paint defender. Anthony Davis can also defend the paint the perimeter and jump shots. Just like Giannis. But I think Anthony Davis tops him when it comes to being a rim protector and like a paint defender. He's I say Anthony Davis slightly edges Giannis onto de Kumbo on this one and I'm gonna give it to uh, yeah, to Anthony Davis. And that's why I think he should win defensive player of the year. How about you, Tyler?
1: Let's remember, these three players are blocking monsters. Literally, they're block monsters. You can't you can't stop them. But I got I got to eliminate Rudy Gobert. I just don't think he's that good of defending every position like Giannis and Anthony Davis. Let me get to this point. We got to remember, Giannis is on the best team. Anthony Davis is on the second-best team for record. I think the Lakers are, or edge the Bucks in the better team. But Giannis and Anthony Davis play such big defensive roles on their team. Giannis, I think, edges Anthony Davis in guarding more positions, and I think Anthony Davis edges Giannis in guarding the paint. But I do think Anthony Davis can also guard more positions, as well as Giannis. And that's why I think Anthony Davis is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. What do you think, Luke?
0: Well, we have three, another good finalist. Three really good defenders from this season. Rudy Gobert has been really good this season at defending. And he has won a couple other Defense Player of the Year awards. But I think with the with the other players that he's competing against inside this one, Anthony Davis and Giannis, I don't think that he's going to get past them inside this one. So then we have Antetokounmpo and Anthony Davis. So Giannis can guard more positions than Anthony Davis, and he does a better job at it. But like how you guys have been saying, he can guard the paint really well, and if you decide to challenge Anthony Davis, then you're not going to get past him at all. He is one of the he's one of the best blockers inside the NBA right now. He he's just been such a big role on the Lakers team because of his defense, and it, he's just been so consistent, and it's been fun to watch and. It's just very good. But then Giannis, another guy who's hard to go against inside this one. Uh, just a defensive beast also. He's hard to go against. But I do agree with you guys on this one again. Anthony Davis is going to win this one.
1: All right. Now we're going to move on to the Most Improved Player of the Year award. Three candidates are... Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans, Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat, and a surprising one, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Luke, you can get us started.
0: All right, we got a good one here with Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic. All these guys have improved a lot this season, but there's a guy who is missing from this list. That guy is Jason Tatum. He belongs inside the top three because... At the end of the season last season, this guy was averaging around fifteen points per game. And then at the end of the season this season, right before the league got suspended, he was going on he was going on a pretty good run. He was averaging around almost thirty points per game. And then at the beginning of this season, he was averaging around twenty three points per game. So he just keeps on improving and he has become one of the best players inside the league. So he belongs inside that top three. Luke. What? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think he's improved more than Luka Doncic?
0: Well, yes. But it is close. Because Jason Tatum, inside my opinion, Jason Tatum has improved more because he's jumped to that bigger role. Doncic always was the leading scorer. When he was a rookie, he was the leading scorer for them. Now I'm not saying that Luka Doncic hasn't improved. I'm just saying that Jason Tatum has become that leading scorer role. Let me ask you
1: one more question. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you think he has improved more than Bam Adebayo and
0: Brendan Ingram? All right. So, I think Bam Adebayo has improved a lot this season from what he was. He's become an all-star, but I I gotta say that it comes down to Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum. These two are a lot alike because both of them have become the number one scoring option for their team. But again, I mean, Jason Tatum was, some people said that he could, he could be inside the MVP race this year. And he just I think that he's done more than Brandon Ingram, which is yes, so yes
1: well brandon ingram i don't I don't know on that one well brandon ingram I think he's improved more than Jason Tatum, but I'll get at my point now I think that Jason Tatum great player. Like I said in the first episode, this man is going to be the most dominant player in the Eastern Conference, in the bubble. But, I think over the season before before COVID started, Brendan Ingram has been insane. Like I said, Zion Williamson, who got drafted first overall for the Orleans Pelicans. Coming out of college, this man was a beast. In college, he was a beast for Duke. But he got injured, and the Pelicans needed someone to step up. And that was Brendan Ingram. And he has maintained the number one scoring option throughout this year. And
2: he's improved on it every single game.
0: So has Jason Tatum.
2: Yeah, uh, I believe okay. still that Jason Tatum has improved more than Brandon Ingram.
0: Lauren, who do you think? Who, who do you think is gonna win?
2: Um, here. Okay, so I think I would eliminate Bam Adebayo and Brandon Ingram. Sorry, Tyler, but Brandon Ingram is just not the guy to win this year. I believe okay, Luka Doncic is going to win this year. He's been a surprise to all of us. At the end of last season, he was averaging 21.8 points a game, and now towards the end of towards the start of the end of this season, he's averaging almost 29 points a game. That is a big difference, and it's helped the Mavericks get to where they are today and right now in the playoffs they had a dull offense last year and then Luka Doncic came through, made a big surprise for all of us. And now the Mavericks are in the playoffs. And I just believe that Luka Doncic is the kind of player that you want on your team. He brings surprise, but he brings surprises, but he also brings the scoring that you need. And he's definitely improved on his defense, I would say. So, That's why I believe Luka Doncic should win the Most Improved Player of the Year award. You guys are saying Jason Tatum. I say Jason Tatum has improved more than Luka, uh, not Luka Doncic, Brendan Ingram. Because, yes, I, I agree with Luke. He's averaging almost 30 points a game here compared to last year when he was averaging literally, like, 15 points a game. And that's, like, a big difference here. That's, like, a 15-point difference. And that's... He's probably improved more than Brendan Ingram has over his years with the Celtics. You can't say that because Brian, Jason Taylor... Jason
1: Tatum is not in the top 3 Look, which
2: means he cannot win year, the award. Last year Brendan Ingram averaged 18.3 games, 18.3 points. And this year he's only he only improved to 23 points a game. Almost 24 points. That's only like a maybe a 5 point difference compared to no. a 15 point difference over the two years. I
1: Jason mean, over Tatum's the on the top 3. Which means he can't win the award.
0: I, I know. I'm not. I, I'm just. He saying, was not. I'm just saying that Jason Tatum should and deserves to be inside the top three and win.
2: Yes, I agree with you, Luke. But if since he's not in there, I just agree, I just think that Luka Doncic is going to win this one.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Luka Doncic got in over Jason Tatum. I, I believe that we already knew Brendan Ingram and Anabio were the leading. Were the lead. Lead guys in their awards. Oh, no.
2: I think that Bam and bio should not have been put in there. I believe that Jason Tatum should have been in for Bam.
1: No. No, 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 no. Brendan Ingram has improved. At the start of the season, we were like, this kid, like, he he was improving, which means he was put up there, and I think we knew he was going to be in the race, in the top three. Bam Adebayo was another guy that improved, and I think we knew that he was also going to be up there as a lead role with Brandon Ingram. But it was either between Jason Tatum or Devontae Graham or somebody else, and they chose Luka Donatich over those, over whoever else was going to be in there. And I think that it's between Brandon Ingram and Bam Adebayo.
0: So so are you saying that you you don't think that Jason Tatum should at least be inside the top three?
1: I don't He is not in, I will, he is, if we were going to make a top two, he's not in the top two. What
0: What'd you say, into the top three?
1: He could be one of them in the top.
2: Yeah, I think, I definitely think he could be one of them in the top three. I don't think
1: Luka Doncic is just going to win. I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be between Brandon Ingram and Bam Adebayo. And I think those two were the, were whoever everybody thought, oh, these guys are probably going to improve. And I think they do deserve to be in it. I think if Jason Tam was in it, I think it would still be Brandon Ingram and Bam bio. But, I mean, I don't know.
0: Yep, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good award this year. So now let's move on to rookie of the year. Where the finalists here are Kendrick Nunn of the Heat, Zion Williamson of the Pelicans, and John Morant of the Grizzlies. Lauren, you can get us started on this one.
2: Okay, this is going to be a shocker. This is a tough one. Zion, he's a great player. One of the great scoring options for the Pelicans, John Morant. He is also a very – he is there is is also one of their no, number one scoring options. But here, I just have to go with Kendrick Nunn, who doesn't get a lot of credit and not a lot of – he, he kind of – is he's just really good. Uh, He's averaging 15 – three points a game three assists two rebounds I think he's I think he deserves to win rookie of the year here because I mean he just plays really well he's made a big difference for the Miami heat I know Zion and Ja may average more points or more rebounds or more assists but really, that may matter, but in the long run, it's going to be, like, is he a team player? Has he made a difference for the Miami Heat? Is he good enough to be Rookie of the Year? And it, I'm just – I think Kendrick Nunn's going to win this year. How about you, Luke?
0: All right, so – Alright, so I think that Kendrick Nunn does deserve credit as being undrafted and having a great season. And then Zion Williamson, Williamson also having a great season, even though he had the injury, but I don't think that either of them has have done as much as John Morant inside this one. John Morant has been a leader for the Grizzlies. He has led them to a pretty good spot to finish for the Grizzlies, and he's... He's one of the most athletic players inside the NBA. Very dangerous to defenses. And he's he's just been all of this just as a rookie, which is why I think that John Morant is gonna win this one. Tyler, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Well, they're all great players. You got Zion Williamson, John Morant, and Kendrick Nunn. But I'm have to eliminate Kendrick Nunn. Only because I think it's going to be, or come down to, John Morant and Zion Williamson. John Morant is a beast this year. He is insane. John Morant is so good. He is amazing. Uh, He's done such a good job with the Grizzlies. Such an amazing job with the Grizzlies. And Zion Williamson is a beast too. Now, it's, I think this might be one of the hardest ones to choose from. But even though Zion Williamson has only played 20 games, I think he barely edges John Morant. It could honestly go either way. John Morant could edge Zion, or Zion could edge John Morant. But I think Zion will barely edge Ja in the Rookie of the Year.
0: All right. So now we're going to head on to Coach of the Year. And the finalists for this one are Nick Nurse from the Toronto Raptors, Mike Budenholzer from the Bucks, and then Billy Donovan from the OKC Thunder. Lauren, how about you on this one?
2: Okay, Mike Budenholzer has his team at, like, 55 wins. Um... I just believe that team's carried by Giannis Antetokounmpo. So Mike Budenholzer, for me, is out. Billy Donovan. Great coach. He's got amazing players and an amazing team. I got to take him out, though. I got to give it to Nick Nurse. He carried his team to the championship last year with Kawhi Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marcus Gasol, and all those players. And this year, he has his team at 52 wins without Kawhi Leonard, without Danny Green, some of their key players from last year. I believe that Nick Nurse deserves a credit to win. I just believe that Nick Nurse is going to win the coach of the year. What about you, Tyler? I agree with you, Lauren. I
1: think Nick Nurse should win. Billy Donovan, great job with OK has been doing a great job with OKC this year. Mike Bootholder has been doing a great job with the Bucs this year. But Nick Nurse is doing a great job with the Toronto Raptors. Why I think Nick Nurse should win is Kawhi. He he won a championship last year with Kawhi Leonard. And he is the second best, he has the second best team and second best record in the Eastern Conference. Without Kawhi Leonard. That is amazing. This team is in a great position. And that's why I think Nick Nurse should win Coach of the Year. How about you, Luke?
0: All right. So, we have a good one here with Mike Budenholzer, Billy Donovan, and Nick Nurse. Now, Billy Donovan has done a great job with the Thunder. And then we have... Nick Nurse with the Raptors has done a great job. And then we have Mike Budenholzer. And Mike Budenholzer with the Bucks. The Bucks have the best record. In that, and that says a lot. But then we look at Nick Nurse and the Raptors. We see a lot of good players, but with no Kawhi. Like you guys are saying, he's, he's done a great job. Without Kawhi, and they they they're like number two inside the Eastern Conference, and some people didn't expect that, but they but they figured it out, and now they're one of the best teams inside the Eastern Conference, and that's just really good, creating a lot of different options from a lot of different places on the floor, and that's why I think it's going to be Nick Nurse too on this one. All right. Tyler, you can get us started on the next one.
1: We got the MVP! One of the... The MVP, come on. Three great players in the MVP race. You have LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks, and James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Let's start with Luke.
0: All right. So... This one might be the hardest one to choose from for me. These players have been outstanding this season. LeBron James, a great passer, Harden, the leading scorer, and Giannis, an all-around beast. So, here's what I think. I think that James Harden, I don't think that you can underlook him inside this MVP race. He, he is the leading scorer, and... He's doing pretty good inside assists, too. And he's helped his team a lot. He's put them inside a pretty good spot. And he's, he's just been really impressive this season. And then LeBron James, as, as, as we know of, is outstanding. Another outstanding season for LeBron James with his great passing, with Anthony Davis, his connection with Anthony Davis is awesome, and his scoring is awesome. He's done a great job this season, too. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, like I said, is an all-around beast. Probably one of the hardest guys to stop on defense and just great. Yeah, Remember, he's being considered inside defensive player of the year, too. And also an amazing scorer. This one is so hard for me to just choose one. But I think the one who's going to win is going to be Giannis again. I think that just just because he's so hard for a defense to stop and that he is an amazing defender, I think that it's going to be him on this one. It's very close, but I think he's going to win. Okay. How about you, Tyler? Oh.
1: Here we go. Three great players. James Harden, leading scorer in the NBA. Yannis Antetokounmpo. Last year, the MVP and LeBron James, a beast. LeBron James here is thirty-five years old. He's averaging, I think, twenty-seven points a game, ten assist a game, which leads the NBA, and I think eight rebounds a game. That is almost a triple double. He's averaging a double double. Like you said, Giannis is also in the the Defensive Player of the Year race. I think James Harden, who's the leading scorer in the NBA, I don't think he's going to win, but he does deserve to be in the race. I think it's Giannis and LeBron. I think LeBron has the best court vision out of Giannis and James Harden. I think they do not have LeBron's court vision. And I think LeBron James averaging almost a triple double is really good. Giannis, I think, is averaging 15 rebounds a game, which he's averaging, I think, like 29, 20-something points, 15 rebounds a game, and like, I think 5 assists a game, which is also really good, too. And I think, I think LeBron's going to win. I think barely he's going to win. LeBron James is such a good passer. He's such a good all-around player. I think he's barely going to win, and I think his court vision tops Giannis's court vision, and I think that's why LeBron James is going to win MVP this year. What do you think, Lauren?
2: Okay, this is going to be a tough one. Um, starting with James Harden, he sort of gets underlooked when it comes to these to these things. I agree with Luke, but. He averages, he's averaging 34 points a game, 6 rebounds a game, and 7.5 assists a game. I think I have to take James Harden out of this because I just don't think he's going to win this year. Alright, now Giannis Antetokounmpo averaging 29 points and 5.6 assists. Giannis, he's an all-around beast. He's an all-around defender, offensive player. He can just really take his team. He can take himself and his team to the next level. But here, I think LeBron James is going to win. He's averaging 25.3 points a game and 10 assists a game. That is insane. 10 assists a game. Adding that on, 25 points. Who does that? Well, LeBron James does that. And if you do that, I think you deserve to win MVP. LeBron James, one of the best in the NBA, along with Giannis and James Harden. I, LeBron has just, at his age, he's blown all of this away. His hustle is great. He's just blown all of us away and I think I believe that LeBron James is going to win this year.
0: All okay. right.
2: But before we before we end this podcast.
1: Before we end this podcast. What we're going to do before we end this podcast is we're going to go we're going to go from like me to Lauren to Luke naming off our We're just going to be naming off real quickly our two surprise players and our two surprise teams. Just naming them off real quickly. We'll start with Luke.
0: Okay, so inside the bubble, I think an obvious one for a surprise player is TJ Warren. He surprised everyone with his 53 points that one game and then averaging a really good amount per game. And he's helped the Pacers win a lot of games. And then my second player would be Devin Booker, he's been scoring really good inside the bubble. And he's just been good for the Suns. And the Suns, which has made the Suns better too. And that brings me to my surprise team inside this one. It's going to be the Suns, which who have went, I think, 8-0 and inside the bubble. And I was not expecting that to happen. And I'm sure a lot of people weren't also. And, yeah, T.J. Warren has led the Pacers. Devin Booker helping, leading the Suns. That's what I think. Lauren, how about you? Um, I think...
2: Okay, so my surprise players were Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic. He has just been averaging like 20 points a game in the bubble. My second surprise player is Ricky Rubio. He has been doing really great, averaging like pretty much 15 to 20 points a game, add that like add like seven assists, which is outstanding. And then my two surprise teams would be the Phoenix Suns going 8-0 um in their run in the bubble which is outstanding. And then my second surprise team, it are the Utah Jazz. Uh, they I think they just have done a surprisingly great job without one of their star players, Bojan Bogdanovic. And... I just believe that both of those teams have been doing outstanding this bubble, especially with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert leading the way to, with the Jazz. How about you? How about you, Tyler? Okay, surprise players. An obvious one: T.J. Warren. His thirty-four
1: point eight points a game leads the bubble in points a game in points a game points per game that leads the bubble. Uh, I think he's done a tremendous job with the Indiana Pacers in the bubble. Michael Porter Jr. he's been he's been averaging he's been doing a really good job helping the Denver Nuggets to the 3 seed in the NBA playoffs. And also about Michael Porter Jr., he's been having a couple double-double games this NBA restart. Now my surprise teams, obviously, the Phoenix Suns who are who went 8-0, which is really good, uh, beating the Mavericks two times. And beating the Clippers once, and then the San Antonio Spurs is my second surprise team. This team has been really, really good with Demar Derozan and Le- and Lonnie Walker leading leading the charge. Also, De- Dejounte Murray, who's also led the charge too. And I think I think those three, including. You know Trey Lyles, put a little Trey Lyles in there too. Those three have been really good, and I think to be become in like to go into the restart not being like being the 11, 12 seed, and then coming up to the nine, eight seed is really good. I think San Antonio did it did a great job, and I think Greg Pop, Pop, Popovich has done a great job with San Antonio this year,
0: too. All right, so thanks for listening to the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. If there are any other sports topics that you think that we should talk about, you can say so in the comments. Tune in next time and enjoy your day.